This podcast is intended for adult audiences only and contains explicit language in spicy situations. And we do not replace any advice of professionals and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not reflect our own. Welcome to the Pineapple Express podcast. And I'm your host, Kylie, a.k.a. Sexy Swinger Chick. And I'm Brad, a.k.a. Brad the Space Cadet. Journey with us as we navigate in ethical non-monogamy, sex positivity, sex work, and relationship advice as millennial swingers. Explore with us as we share some of our upside-down pineapple ventures with you. All All aboard aboard the Pineapple Howdy, boys and girls. How are all of my favorite upside down pineapples and sex positive girlies and boys? So uh, keep remembering to vote for the ASN awards, you guys. That's still linked. Um, I've been slacking, so hopefully I still either get one of the awards, but if not, I'll just be very happy to be nominated. But um, anyhow... Uh, boys and girls, by now I'm probably home from my Houston trip and uh, I'll be telling you all about it. And then uh, the next event that we're going to be at is June 9th and 10th at Palais Champagne in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, this is our first full takeover with our guest Swinger Society host, Sexy Swinger Chick. Um, and you guys, grab those tickets. We have our uh, influencers. They're all going to be promoting it. So uh, we're really excited about that. But yeah, if you guys are interested, grab a ticket and, uh, you know, come out and party and hang with us. Like, let's let's sell out. Uh, let's sell the event out. Um, and then we are going to obviously be at Naughty in New Orleans. That's July 5th through the 9th. Uh, and I will be at Colette's in New Orleans with DJ Life of Spice. Uh, that's going to be July 1st. And uh, then we are going to be at Secrets in September, September 22nd through the 24th. That's our wedding. It's completely sold out. Uh, but you can always get day passes as well as the Overflow Hotel. And uh, we added a new event. We are October 20th and 21st. We are going to be in Blue Ash, Ohio. And that is an event that is, uh, so that's like near Columbus, but it's a hotel takeover with the awesome Play Champagne. Uh, Brad and I are going to be speaking at that event. Well, probably just me, (laughs) but I'm super excited about that. So yeah, that's our events for the year. And then obviously we'll be at Club Eros um, October, I think, is it the 28th or the 29th this year? But uh, I picked my Halloween costume out, you guys. I'm super excited about that. But yeah, so we are going to be um, in at Club Eros on Halloween. And then um, other than that, we're not really sure. Everything for the rest of the year is kind of up in the air. Um, we like to go to the Thanksgiving event at Club Eros. Uh, but we might end up going to play champagne. Uh, but we, we are not going on the Bliss cruise swinger society bliss cruise but yeah so the question of the day it this one also comes from the discord um and you know that's where i get a lot of these questions and you know just curiosity but um essentially the question is how do you deal with weight in the lifestyle uh you know and how do you deal with like talking to other couples, maybe, you know, if you're not connected with them because of their weight. And, um, the question wasn't like one-sided. It wasn't like, you know, oh, well, I don't like fat people, you know, or I don't like skinny people. It was like, 
how do you kind of navigate that conversation with other couples? And, um, you know, the advice I can give for that would be we all struggle with insecurities. You know, um, there are only, you know, not a lot of people in the lifestyle who are like fitness guru freaks, you know, um, who are just like have the quote unquote perfect body, you know. Um, but we all struggle with body image, you know, and I think that a lot of people only see it like that. And this is a conversation that I've had um, many times because, you know, the image of the lifestyle is the 21 year old, five foot five, blonde hair, blue eyes, 115 pound model, right? Because a lot of their images are just like, that's what they put out there, you know, takeovers and um, they, they use stock images, right? And, you know, that to a new person can be a little bit because you're like, I'm not that skinny or I'm not that, you know, I'm not that thick, you know, um, and that can be intimidating, I think. And, and same goes for men, you know, there's this um, kind of standard of the men in the lifestyle or the bulls in the lifestyle, right, are these like, you know, African-American, like hot, you know, muscly guys, these, um, you know, just, and that's, that can be intimidating, I think, for just your average person, you know, your average guy um, who might not necessarily look like that or um, have that body type, you know, and I, I think that that's something that we need to be pushing for on social media is to like get more inclusivity Cause like right now it just, everybody thinks when they look at it, it's just like all hot, gorgeous, beautiful women. And, you know, obviously like a lot of those women who are on social media are doing like only fans and they're putting themselves out there because, um, that's what they're doing. They're sex workers, you know, and they tend to maybe have a different look. So, um, I think it's important to remember that like, that's not really what the lifestyle is. It's not only fans. And we're going to definitely, definitely talk about this in the episode. I'm doing an episode with Joe here and, and we're going to talk about kind of the evolution of swinging and kind of how that comes into play. And, um, but you know, and, and content creating in general, you know, um, we don't always necessarily know what the podcasters look like, but, um, I think, you know, if you're a content creator and you're out there and you're on TikTok or Instagram, you know, um, I think that, it can be confusing for people if they're only seeing like the perfect tens, you know? Um, and I think if you are somebody who is maybe on the other side of the spectrum, like you, um, maybe you like a certain sized person, you know, and we all do, we all have preferences. It, it's a natural thing and that's okay. Um, you know, and you don't want to let a couple down because, and I've actually been in a situation because I have a preference for, um, you know, and I, I definitely wouldn't say it's a fetish. It's more of a preference. Like I just like thicker women, you know? Um, and I like men who tend to be more on the, like more of like a dad bod size, you know, um, not necessarily one way or the other. Um, but I think that, we all have preferences and it's okay to have preferences, but also like don't single anybody out. Like I've seen a lot of like different, um, I guess you can say like profile posts and all the time it's like, uh, 
don't talk to it, it literally will say like don't talk to us you know unless you're like healthy in the lifestyle and like care about the way that you look which is essentially saying like don't talk to us if you're fat um you know and when I was heavier I dealt with situations where it was like I got ghosted and, and people didn't talk to me um and I, there's even been people who like made fun of me uh and then when I lost the weight they tried to um talk to me again you know and now it's like really you know so um it's it's always better you know like don't I steer clear of those types of people because I just know that our personality is not going to vibe together because if you're already like singling out people and like being judgmental to people like you're we're just not going to vibe you know um and you know when it comes to like letting people down maybe if they're not your size preference you know just let them know like they're there was not a four-way connection, you know, um, or maybe you're not attracted to them, but like attraction is not just weight. I think that a lot of people, you know, because we live in this diet culture, this obsession of like losing weight and being thin, you know, and, um, or being thick, you know, or having a big butt, having a BBL or having a big boobs, you know, or having a, oh my God, like we're moms and, and we have, you know, bellies because we had children and now we have saggy skin and stretch marks, you know, like I think that we live in a culture where, and I think the swing culture itself can also be a little bit toxic and it's turned very toxic. And we're going to discuss this in, in depth, um, because of that, you know, and I think that just kind of blocking that out and saying, you know what, like if maybe if you are a little bit heavier, if you don't like your body where it's at, like, obviously I always say work on that. Um, and try to help yourself get more confident. But like, also, if somebody's not going to like you because you're not a size two, um, then that's their loss, you know? And, and I always say that, like, when I meet a guy at the club, right, and he turns me down, I'm like, that's his loss. He could have went and had the absolute most fun with me. Like, I am the best stripper. Like, I'm so much fun. I'm so funny. Like, I'm just so cool, you know, and like, I just have that confidence about me because I know that they really are missing out, you know? So you just have to think of it like that. Like it's their loss. It's not your loss. If somebody doesn't like you because of your weight, um, or because you're not their size preference, then that's on them, you know, but, or, or age preference, you know, I think a lot of people get really, um, hung up on age, you know, Brad and I have swapped with like, couples who could be our parents age. Um, and I think with the age thing, it's a little bit easier for older people, uh, you know, than younger people, because, you know, the older you get, the better you get at this, right? The more wisdom you have, the more heal healing you've done, the more knowledge within the lifestyle you've had. And that's to me more attractive than, you know, cause typically like when couples start swinging, you know, cause they they get ma- married and um, they're late twenties and then like they're in their early thirties, you know, Brad and I are in our early thirties, but like, you know, a lot of times they're just not really there yet emotionally. And you have to be like a pretty emotionally like secure person to do this lifestyle. So I think that's kind of where the age thing comes from. But like, we also met couples who were young that were super, super, super mature and um, you know, more mature than we are. Uh, so, I mean, we don't always, we never make judgments, uh, based on looks based on, um, age. The only thing that we make judgments on is like, are you a dick? 
Um, are you an asshole? Are you judgmental of other people? You know, um, if you are, then we don't want that energy around us. We want positive interactions. Um, and you don't, again, you don't have to be attracted to every couple. You can say to them like, Hey, I just don't think that there's a four way connection. You know, you don't have to say like, no dude, we're not swapping with you because you're ugly. Like, come on, that's immature. And, um, you know, nobody needs that. We don't want to make people feel bad about themselves. What we, what we do want to do is, um, stay true to ourselves and not obviously not take one for the team. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say like catfishing happens a lot too, you guys. And, um, you know, we're obviously going to talk lots of these topics we're going to talk about in the episode, but, um, you know, help yourself build your confidence up. If you are heavier or, you know, skinnier, or you know, whatever, like help yourself build your confidence up. Like that's because confidence is like weight doesn't matter. You know, what you're wearing doesn't matter because you're confident. So, um, here is my episode on the evolution of swinging with, of course, uh, my God, my other co-host. This is his third one, you know, um, but he was really passionate uh, when we spoke about this. We were having a conversation the other day and he was like really, really passionate about it. And I'm like, dude, you good? He's like, you got to do a podcast on this. And I'm like, why don't you come on the podcast with me? You know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Because he's just like so passionate, um, not necessarily about like the history of swinging, but just like where it's gone and what he's seen and how, you know, kind of the evolution of it. So we're not, this isn't like really a podcast on like, okay, so swinging started in Egypt in, you know, 1600 BC. Like this isn't that kind of a podcast. This is like the evolution and kind of the, um, behind the scenes, um, evolution of swinging. So we hope that you guys like this and obviously thank you guys for listening. And if you could just do us a huge favor and give me a five-star review, or if you hate the podcast or whatever, just give me a review, (laughs) but, uh, we love you guys and thank you so much. Okay, so you're wondering how to get to a Swinger Society event to party with some of the hottest names in TikTok, OnlyFans, and social media? Well, head on over to theswingersociety.net and create a free profile, purchase exclusive memberships, and also see what other hot couples are going to the events. The Swinger Society is an inclusive event group, and they offer premium lifestyle events that you won't find anywhere else. We have a Discord with over 22,000 members, and we have a Facebook group as well. Head on over to swingersociety.net and join the fastest growing inclusive lifestyle community. Hey, upside down pineapple people, join the millions of couples enjoying amazing sex with Promescent. I personally love their variety of products they offer and their aloe-based lube is the only lube I've ever used that doesn't throw off my pH. Brad loves their delay spray, which is clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. Their products have a 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping on orders in the U.S. over $10. Their shipping is discreet and private, which is perfect for us in the swinger lifestyle. Make sure that you go to www.promescent.com backslash Kylie for all your discreet sexual health needs. My link is in the show notes. Promescent helps you live your best upside down pineapple life. I get asked all the time, how do I get into the non-monogamous lifestyle? And I've got the solution for you. It's the three fun app. It's the best dating app for couples and singles looking to explore open relationships. It's totally millennial friendly 
AKA, it's in the 21st century, you guys. This is finally a dating app for us non-monogamous folks who are looking for a unicorn, maybe you're looking for a bull, maybe you're looking for a couple. This is my favorite app and I use it all the time. If you want to find a link to it, just go to www.sexyswingerchick.net and you'll find my link. Hope to see you guys there. Most people have unprotected oral sex, right? Be honest. Now think about your last STD test. Did your doctor tickle your throat with something that looked like a giant Q-tip? Probably not. Yet that's the only way to check for oral gonorrhea or chlamydia, which are often asymptomatic. You need a better doctor. You need shamelesscare.com. Use coupon code CHIC, that's C-H-I-C, at checkout. Okay, guys. So I have, of course, Joe Boston Swinger King with me for the third time. So I feel like you're just going to be my guest host on here. (laughs) At this point, I mean, at this point, it's like part partly yours, right? (laughs) I mean, hopefully. I mean, I love doing it with you guys. It's fun. Yeah, we have a good time. Um, So, guys, today we're going to talk about the evolution of swinging. Why don't you tell them kind of what brought brought on this topic for us? Well, me and you were having a conversation the other day and talking about um, terminology, I guess. And then it kind of evolved into like the actual whole entire like swinging thing is being an evol- like a slowly evolving or fast evolving, depending on your speed and the lifestyle. But um, it started with the definitions and we were talking about like, what does soft swap mean to you? Or like, what does this word mean to you? And like everything else, like we, we kind of like narrowed it down. We we're like, holy crap, it like changes like as you gain experience in the lifestyle and I mean, the definition today is definitely not what the definition is tomorrow, especially in, like for me and Maria, and I'm sure for you and Brad too, like, uh, we, like, what do we start with soft swap? Like, what does soft swap mean to you? And we both had different definitions of it right out the gate. And everybody I feel does. Like everybody does. And like you said, it's based on uh, your comfortability and where you're at with your boundaries with your partner or yourself or whatever it is. And I guess that's your definition, but like, the biggest thing was like, you need to explain your definition to somebody else because it's definitely not the same. And that's where the consent part of it comes. Like if you guys are on the same page, consent is mutual. If you're not on the same page, then you guys have to discuss what the, what the boundaries are and the differences are. And I guess that's where we came up with the whole, like the evolution of swinging and terminology, the whole lifestyle in general. Um, for us, I mean, for me and Maria, the, the evolution has been crazy in the last four years between going to the most terrible parties to being on a podcast three times to going to crazy events with multiple different uh, hosts like Swinger Society or Eye Candy and all these other places. So it's been crazy. It's been good. But yeah. it's fun. And I think, I don't know, everybody's evolution is at their own pace too. Like it's, there are couples that have been in the lifestyle for like, 15 years who just soft swap like they've never even full swapped they just go when they watch I mean so I think it's it's whatever your pace is and whatever you and your partner are comfortable with but like I always say it's the slowest paced one so I think Brad was more slower paced than me I know that sounds crazy but I think Brad was more slower paced. What do you think with you and with you and Maria? What do you think it is? Well, you know, my personality versus Maria is like, I was ready to fucking do whatever out of the gate. She, but I didn't even really, 
for me, like I was like jumping in like a freaking little kid. Like I didn't really know anything. So I guess my pace was, there wasn't one for me. I was at her pace and her pace was like super slow. Like Brad was like, she was very cautious, very skeptical, very nervous, all that stuff. Like she was the, she was the, the person with the good head on her shoulders in this thing. I just jumped right in and I made a lot of dumbass decisions and mistakes. Cause I was thinking with my dick and not my brain and I wasn't paying attention to her. And like, that's how we became to like, start talking about boundaries and definitions and things like that. So yeah, she was definitely, definitely, definitely the one that was way more reserved than me. Probably you know still what's, what's crazy about like all the definitions, right? Cause there's like unicorn and bull and like, you know, and, and everybody has their own interpretation. There's, there's no like book on somebody should write a freaking book on this. Like some doctor or something should write a book on like the terms because it's such a hot button issue. And I've literally got into like arguments with other people. I'm like, no, that's not right. And they'll be like, no, this is, and I don't understand that. I mean, I think I usually just ask the couple what their interpretation of it is. Like, one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest arguments is like a bull, like, and the way I see it is when you think of a bull, what kind of an animal is that? That's like a strong, dominant, fierce animal. So like, why would a bull just be some random single guy who's like standing in the corner? Like, that's not a bull to me. So what's a dragon then? So a dragon is a bisexual man, okay. um, a yeah, single male. That. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So that it's a bisexual single male. Um, and a bull to me is like a very dominant, like, ma- like just a very alpha, dominant alpha, guy. Very alpha. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you with that. Because why would they name it a bull when it's like, think about when you're at a swingers party, right? There's all different types of single guys, right? There's the the sweet ones and the you know fun ones and then there's like the very dominant ones who are looking to like huck hold you know a guy and that's what i consider a bull but like that's one of the hot button issues just like with a unicorn is a unicorn does a unicorn have to be bisexual or not well so what's a bisexual female like if a male's a dragon right what's a i mean what is she right she- this guy is there another word for bisexual unicorn i don't know i think it's i think it i think it is that's my opinion because i've never met a unicorn that was not bisexual i think that's a lot of the reason why single women like when i was younger when i was on craigslist (laughs) you know looking for couples like back in the day back in the day when you could do that <laughs> now, there's back, now there's like blacklist of back page or something like no that. there's not not after fosta that's been gone for five years really yeah that's what we're fighting against show you how long i've needed to be on that site i used to look the hookers on there so it was different hookers joe really well what the hell man <laughs> hookers you were being say- a hooker i was looking for hookers can you say uh sex worker please <laughs> sex worker. i was looking for sex workers but yeah um that's that's been gone but i used to go on craigslist and find couples and i wasn't doing it because i was interested in the man because you can just go on tinder for that right or all right i I mean i don't know there's a thousand apps now you can we can plug free fun you can go on three fun yeah you go well i didn't know about three fun then three fun wasn't around when we were when we were that age was I bet you SLS was around. Probably. Have you seen yeah. some people on SLS? 
they're as old as the website. Okay. This is true. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, I want to go back to the definition thing of like it's so I think the definitions are subjective, just like everything else, like what looks like people are like, oh, that person's hot. Obviously, that's subjective to the person that's there. So I feel like when like single females or single men get in the lifestyle, like they're just like, well, what am I? And they're like, oh, I'm a bull. And the girl's yeah. like, oh, I'm a unicorn. And I don't even think they really know what the hell they are at that point. And for me, I agree with you. I think a unicorn should be bisexual, but I like it's just like it's almost like a double standard. Like, all right, so if a bull is a bull, like, why isn't he bisexual? Like, so then it, should we make up a new word? What would it be? <laughs> a binicorn? I don't know. <laughs> a butterfly. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I said, like, I don't know. I guess a unicorn, like, um, by definition of the lifestyle is usually bisexual. But so I was talking yeah. about this on my pod. And I think that this is what we were talking about, too, is like we were, we were talking about how, like, all of this is so interesting, right? Because like you said, it's based on couples, just like words like compersion or, um, you know, any kind of word that is used in the lifestyle, it's all subjective. And they've, they don't have a lot of information because there's not a lot of studies that have been done. Correct. Um, so I think that in the next 10, 15, 20 years, a lot more, we're going to have a lot more um, standard, you know, practices for terms and, and standard words. Um, I just think that that that's my, that's why I don't think, I think that they're just very subjective, the, especially the terms. It's just such Let's a go back to like issue. Our original topic, like what was soft swap to you? So when I did the research, soft swap to me was anything but penetration. And I, I think that that is, Pretty much the standard for most people. Um, to me, soft swap is like oral sex. Um, you know, kissing. It can be kissing if, as long as it's not a rule. You know, um, fingering, like parallel play. You know, anything like that. Like giving hand jobs. That's soft swapping to me. All right. So we. So after me and you had this conversation, I went to Maria and I was like, "All right, what were we? Where were we at?" Like with um soft swap what do we think it was and she's like to me like to us we thought it was like any she goes anything before second base like feel each other up kiss and like like a little bit of like like <laughs> middle school high school bullshit you know what i mean because i'm thinking like you, you know, so your definition is like anything but penetration but technically in not legal terms i want to say but like in internet terms like penetration and sticking your fingers in somebody is penetration sticking your dick in her mouth is penetration this is true. Yeah. Right. Yes. So mm -hmm. depending on how you view that definition, what is it really? And then Maria's like, well, she's like, I feel like it's a, it's so there's like soft swap, then there's heavy swap. And then there's full swap, almost like a, th a second term in there. Okay. Right? Okay. So I, I know nobody uses that, but also nobody used flow swap. Like me and Maria are a flow swap couple. And everyone's like, what the hell does that mean? It's like, well, we're not really soft. We're not really full. It's kind of like we go with whatever the flow is. Like we don't go in with like a particular, like we have no problem soft swapping with couples. We were there at one point. People are comfortable, different variations of where they are in the lifestyle. But like, I'd rather have a little bit of something than nothing. I feel like that is based on my mood, right? So if, right. if I'm at a huge event and there's tons of couples there and I have, I mean, like, let's just be real. When we go to events, like, it's not like we 
don't have a choice. No, of course. Um, so if we're talking to a couple and we're vibing and they're like, yeah, yeah, we've never like full swap. We're just soft swap. Like sometimes I will be like, you know what? Can't wait to see you guys again, but you got to bounce, you know? Um, well, yeah, it depends on your mood. It depends on my mood. And then there's times where you're just like, I really like this couple and um, this is our first time meeting them. So like soft swapping would be really cool with them, you know? Um, but I always ask and Brad and I are obviously more experienced. We're very experienced in the lifestyle. Um, and so I think it's not really based on our definition of soft swap. It's based on the slowest person's definition. I agree with you with that. I guess it's based on the the most inexperienced person in the room. So if there's 10 couples in the room, someone's got to find out who the most inexperienced person is because you don't want to be that couple that steps over their boundaries by accident. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But they also have to be vocal about it. They can't just be sitting there in the room and then everything's going down. And then the next phase of what's going to happen is going to happen. And they're like, holy shit, what do we do? Like, there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, we'll participate in this orgy. But like, we're going to be in the soft swap part of it. Like, you can mix both things. You don't owe oh, not everybody has to be doing the same thing. Like, we could be in the room. We're all full swap. And this couple's like, well, we only want to like make out with people and see what's going on. And we want to parallel play with you guys while you're yeah. doing like there's nothing wrong with that was we have no problem doing whatever like we that's why we consider ourselves full swap like if we meet a couple like you said and they're like damn they're fucking pretty hot like i'd rather do something with them than nothing and especially at an event where like you could probably soft swap with them and then 20 minutes later full swap with somebody else it doesn't really matter but like we're open like we know people want some like initial experience like they want to like make out with someone and like see what they think about it like whatever come make out with me maria will watch i'll watch i'll watch her make out like i don't care like there's got to be a like a learning curve and there has to be someone to help them with that learning curve. Right. I can be that guy. Right. (laughs) I mean, be that girl. That's the way that Brad and I, we really like, it's something that we come accustomed to is just like helping couples because, you know, you can listen to as many podcasts as you want and read as many books and read as many definitions on the internet until you're in that moment. Right. And until you're actually doing it, it's not going to do anything for you. It's it's one of those things where it's like you it's trial and error. You have to like you have to go through the tough times and you have to go through the great times to figure out what works for you and your partner. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, it's a hands-on experience for sure. You can talk about Jay Blue in the face. You could listen to me and you freaking 30 times. You can listen to anyone else. And it realistically, like, unless you have that experience like you're never going to really know how you feel inside and then that brings you to like the next thing like where is your jealousy um all that other stuff like you have to be mentally sound as a person to like go through this process because if you're not it's definitely definitely like we watch it we know people right now that are literally mentally unstable and they like use this as their their escape i guess but it's really so yeah yeah, but then, they drag, but then they drag people like me and you into their right. bullshit, and then now you're caught up in the bullshit, and it's like I don't want to be in your bullshit. Like, figure out your own shit. But they don't tell you about this stuff, and then you kind of don't learn about it until like you interact and like be around these people for a long time, and then you're like, Jesus Christ! Like, why do I got to be your, your fucking punching bag? Like, I don't want to be a punching bag. Yeah, I don't want to be your. I mean, you can be a support system. You know, every couple. You know, th- every couple goes through shit. And everybody, every human goes through shit, right? And we're all in this human experience together. You can be somebody's support system. You can help someone through a tough time. Maybe, you know, 
like them and their partner are going through a rough patch. But like at the end of the day, when you just know when people are using this lifestyle to fix there. And I mean, this is like an unfiltered Kylie and Joe moment, because if you guys don't know us, like we're super unfiltered, like fix your shit, go to therapy, deal with your bullshit before you bring because then you're going to bring other couples into it. Like, and that's not fair. No, I mean, let's be honest. Me and you are both fucked up in our own ways, right? Mm-hmm. I've been fucked up. I've gone through my depression like this. No one probably knows this. It's going to come out on the podcast now. But um, I went through some shit a couple, four years ago before me and Maria got in the lifestyle. And I never told this on your first podcast when you asked how we got into the lifestyle. But like, I fucking cheated on Maria. I was in a really bad place in my own life, right? And I was depressed. I didn't give a shit about myself, who I lost, who I crushed, any of that stuff. But, and I hit rock bottom she caught me doing whatever I was doing and I went to therapy and fixed myself. I didn't get into the lifestyle and be like, well, and she wasn't like, well, we might as well fuck other people because you already did it. Like we like had a marriage like moment and we needed to fix that. And then after like that all happened, she hit me with the whole like, Hey, it was kind of hot watching what I saw. Like, and I was like, wait, is this a fucking trick question? Like, I didn't really know where to go with it. And like, that was the way we dealt with it. And like, we went to therapy, we did all that. We made sure we were right. But then when we got in the lifestyle, we didn't just jump into like, did you hear my cat? I did. I also (laughs) have cats. I know. And she's pissed because I locked her out of the, in the room. But anyway, so like we, um, we had to go through that whole thing as a couple experience, but we didn't bring other people's people into our bullshit and we went to like parties and like, we, like I would kiss someone or she would do something. Then we'd go home and like fight the whole way home. But that was our learn. That was how we like mm-hmm. learn, like what we liked and what we didn't like. But like, l- like listen, everyone has like depression moments. Everyone has anxiety. Everyone has this. Everyone has that. Don't do drugs. Don't use booze to like deal with it. Don't go to parties and put other people in your bullshit because you're drinking and getting fucked up and your inhibitions are down. And you and your partner are like, oh fuck it, let's go. And then you wake up in the morning like, holy shit, what did I do? <clears throat> like, I, like you got to be right because it's not fair to anyone else or yourself or your partner or anyone in this that you come into this thing a complete disaster and then ruin everyone else's time because we've seen it at events where like people do shit and then they like freak the fuck out and everyone's like oh he raped me oh he like i don't need to hear any of that shit like he didn't do like that this, these are real things that can happen and like yeah people don't understand that people don't and this is why like the definitions and knowing your definitions knowing your boundaries and all these things are very very important because you don't want to ruin someone else's life because yours isn't okay right or somebody else's relationship you know and that i think you that's more so for I don't see it a whole lot couple to couple um I mean obviously we've seen couples who you know weren't very stable and got into this and then they ended up leaving for another couple but I see it more so with like singles right where you're you're not very happy with your relationship with your partner and then you know, the guy ends up leaving and, and going off with a unicorn or uh, the girl ends up leaving and with the single guy, you know, um, because they weren't stable. That couple was that couple was never stable to begin with. You know, if you're and if you're able to leave your partner or like you're not happy with your partner, you want something else and you're searching for something else, then don't do this lifestyle. Like if you're searching for something else, this is not the lifestyle for you. No, we're not the, the real swingers aren't the outlets for your problems. We're like Mm -hmm. here to have fun. 
we love our significant others. We want to go home and, and live that life with us. We're not here to be like your rebound. But like that brings it back to like the unicorns. It's like you got unicorns are like, yeah, I like women. I like men. I like everything, blah, blah, blah. And then you get into the situations and they only want to fuck me. Right. And Maria's like, fuck you, you do. Like, you're not going to take my life. Like, he doesn't want you. And I think, I think sometimes, and I, I've said this before, and I know that this is probably going to be really offensive. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so okay so I feel like some unicorns especially ones that I've met are narcissistic so when I say that they're narcissistic a narcissist is somebody who wants what you have they want to know that they can take what you have that they're better than you because that's how they work mentally yeah. right like they're so fucked up mentally that they're like mm, I want to see if I can take Brad from Kylie because I'm better than her they want to know that they're better than you. And they're going to use your emotions to get there. Like almost like, yeah, I'll fuck you too. And then like you get there and it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Marie will kill a bitch. I'm just saying right now, like, you know her, like we've been there and she's like almost fucking killed somebody. She's like, listen, you fucking lied. Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, he doesn't want you. You're not taking my husband. Like you can fuck him and you can play with him, but like, that's it. Then you're going home. Walk a right. shit. See you later. Yeah. I mean, I, my friends, Lacey and Dan always tell this story about how they met this unicorn once. And she like was young, but she was like crazy. And she would like text Dan on the side and be like, I'm going to, you know, suicide myself. Like, I'm going to kill myself. And Thank like, Dan was like, what the fuck are we getting ourselves into? Like, this chick is like, what the fuck? And like, so she was like using their emotions she was not stable obviously um and needed very much help and mm -hmm. she was being very unstable and she was using the emotions of someone you know against them and it's just like again if you are not mentally stable this is not the right lifestyle for you well it's funny you say a story like that we have friends back home that just um it was them and another one actually a boston couple that you met at secrets um they went home with a unicorn and they had like a big fucking orgy or whatever and um i don't know if they recorded it or didn't record it it was all it was consent no matter what whether they had it on video i was all there was all consent well they ended up getting sued by the unicorn for um whatever she said that they recorded her without her consent and we're dis disseminating the information to other people. So there was no proof. There was nothing that said that she wasn't consensual about it. And she got fucking 30 grand out of them. What? She got, she got yeah, this is all just recent. We all just found this out. Like, cause there was a couple that we hung out with a lot. They've kind of been like, like absent from a lot of the events that we've gone to. And then we found out that they were going through all this bullshit with the unicorn that I sued them for um, recording her. Or whatever they said, whatever she said. So Damn. all the better reason, people, and if you're listening to this, to have that freaking paperwork, the OnlyFans paperwork, or even if you just have like a, a written contract. Anything on video, you need to know. She needs to look at the camera. They need to look at the camera. They need to like either show visual consent or give consent. Like, I don't know. I don't even really record that much shit anymore unless it's for like people that we know. I think that people you know and we've seen this happen and this kind of was another topic that we wanted to discuss so good that we leeway into it but we've seen situations where okay so brad and i have only fans joe and maria you guys have only fans you know so brad and i have had only fans for it's been going on almost four years now yeah. um so 
we have seen a lot of situations where it's especially couple to couple. So lifestyle where, um, so Brad and I record a video with a couple, right? Well, we end up not, we, we have a falling out with that couple for whatever reason. That couple then can like try to pool all those videos and they can contact OnlyFans and be like, I don't want my videos on her page anymore. You know, um, now OnlyFans has a lot more um, in place for that. You know, you do have to sign paperwork and waivers and stuff, but they didn't used to have that stuff. This is all kind of like within the last six months that they've done that. So like, imagine, you know, you're, you're making a video with a couple and they're just like, you got to pull it. You know, that's a lot for a lot of people. That's their full income stream is only fans. You know, I mean, obviously not me and you, but like we just do it for fun, but um, it's crazy. I mean, this, this is kind of in the evolution of swinging, like back four or five years ago, like and all this shit wasn't around. Like you just went to parties, had fun, did your thing, made your own private videos. Now it's evolved into fucking only fans. And like, now this is another thing we talked about. It's like, Freaking OnlyFans ruined the swinging, the swingers thing, in my opinion. It did. Because I feel like, well, yeah, we both agree on this. I feel like everything now is like they've they've exploited uh, openly sexual people into creating OnlyFans content. Yeah. And I feel like every fucking event that we go to now, it's like if you are not making content on Thursday and Friday before we actually can have fun, then you're like no one wants to like talk to you. If you're so, like, OnlyFans creator, I'm gonna go farther. And even though I am, I'm part of the problem, one of the part of the big problems of this, but like, I'm going to go farther and I'm going to say social media in general exploited the swinger lifestyle. I could see that, especially during COVID when like social media became rampant because that's all anyone could ever do. Well, TikTok, right? Yeah. TikTok. I mean, Which that's is when- basically how you got here, right? With yeah. the society thing, like, and all the swing talk and all that stuff is like, well, so again, we've evolved from just being kind of like a face of it to like now social media. Now you're fucking huge, right? You blow up you and Lacey and swing talk and all that stuff. And now then it went from that into OnlyFans and sex working and all this other shit. And it dragged swinging into all of it. And now like people like me and Mar like my, myself and Maria who like just do it for fun. Like it, every time we go somewhere, it's like, oh, you guys are good looking. You guys want to make content? It's like, not really, dude. I want to have a good time. Right. I want to fucking hang out and have fun with my friends. It's kind of changed, you know, and this is part of the evolution of swinging, right? So, like, in the 1950s, people would just go to these, like, small house parties that only, you know, in, like, it started on a military base. I don't know if you know this or not. So, swinging, modern swinging started, like, in the U.S. Air Force, um, on military bases. It was very hush-hush. So the swinging that we know today with the events and the sex clubs and all that, um, that like started in the 1990s. So like in the 70s and 60s, 70s and 80s, they had the key parties, right? Which we all know about the key parties. And again, this was like housewarming stuff. That would be so, fun to do again, though. That would be fun. Like old school stuff. Like yeah. But you're right. World War II was when like swinging started. during the It was Korean actually the Korean War. Yeah, Korean War. Yep. So, um, and then the, the internet came out in the 2000s and then we got SLS and SEC and 3Fun. And then during COVID, I think, I think was like a huge, huge turn 
for swinging and it's because of social media and it's because of OnlyFans. Um, I've had about probably a hundred messages from people saying to me, do I have to do OnlyFans to be a swinger? Cause I don't want to do OnlyFans. Well, I hate that. That sucks. That literally kills every message you've been driving for fucking the last two years. Yeah. So like, I, you know, my OnlyFans is still up and I don't think I would ever take it down because there is so much content on there um, with other creators who, but like, I don't, I don't put a lot of stock into it. I really don't. If just like, you know, when we were at secrets, right. And we made that video with the life of spices, like that was not, if, if a natural thing comes about, you know, with already content creators, then that is one thing. If it is organic, but we don't ever like, oh my God, we're going to make content at one o'clock on Saturday morning. You know, like we don't do that anymore because it, it takes away a lot. And also I want it, and I want you to think about this. Do you think that it kind of takes away from the consent factor? Hmm. Do you think that you're, you would consent? So say that like I was top 0.003% on OnlyFans. Um, I know what you're saying now. It's more consent under duress, I would say. Right. Like, I think you feel like you're going to be something by doing that, I guess. Right. Yeah, but I agree with you. You're not, like, in, like, in a normal setting, like, if we're at an event, right, and you saw me, like, or you talked to me, you, you might not have swapped with me. But, like, now because there's money you're involved... You know, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as being a sex worker. You know, I probably wouldn't ever talk to this guy ever, but now I have to because he's giving me money. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm still consenting to it, but where's that line in the lifestyle? What the hell? <laughs> I can't hear you. Go back to where um you were talking about like um how consent changes because I lost you before that. So where we were talking about how like the one percenters and stuff like that when you meet someone like that in the lifestyle and that your consent your consent window kind of goes out the window because you feel like almost like you have to because they're very they're popular only fans. Yeah. So I agree with you there. Like I mean. I kind of felt pressured a little bit sometimes when me and Maria got asked, but like, well, we have OnlyFans and these people are like one percenters. It's like, do we just do it and like make the content to boost our OnlyFans? And I'm like, wait a second, we're not here for fucking OnlyFans. I'm here to have some fun and party with my friggin' crazy ass friends and like have some fun. I don't want to schedule shit. It takes away one, it takes away how fun it is. Like, you know, when it's organic and you're having a good time and the connections there, like when you go in a fuck for OnlyFans, it's like it's literally you're fucking just to make content. Like, I mean, you might get into it. You're going to have some fun and whatever. But, like, I feel like it desensitizes you to the sexual energy that's in the room. And it does. Energy. It's like after you make two hours of fucking content, fucking whoever you were doing. It's like, how do you go out and be like, you know what? I'm ready to do it again and actually enjoy it. Like, I don't know. I'm not there. So I don't know. But I feel like you got like kind of like desensitized and worn out to the point where it's like, it's just fucking whatever at that point. I want to enjoy it. Like I want to connect with the people with Maria and I want to have fun and like do that stuff. Like after fucking 300 people or whatever it is, you're like, eh, whatever. It's just another fucking, it's just another person. Well, and the other thing about OnlyFans is this. I think people see 
other creators doing very well on for themselves on OnlyFans, right? Lifestyle creators. And then they say, well, I could do that. Anybody could do that. You know, they don't realize how fucking difficult even having an OnlyFans is. Promoting it, promoting your social media. You know, um, there's so many people who have spent years. I mean, I've spent years um, building it up. And I'm still not, you know, that crazy. Um, but I think people see it and they just get this idea in their head. Like if they can do it, I can do it. Um, and it's an oversaturated field. Let's yeah. be real. It's you oversaturated. Really, you have to be really original at this point. You have to be really original to like make money. Pretty Unless much. you already have a huge fault. So like our yes. friends, let's say our friends that do it. Like we know people that are one percenters and things like that. And, and, and they were, but they did, they did most of that before, like during COVID when we couldn't go to lifestyle clubs and we couldn't like right. do lifestyle things now because lifestyle things are back. It's almost like cross blended into it because they were already doing it. Now they have a, basically like a fishing hole of people that are very openly sexual. And now they can just like basically handpick things and shoot their shot and put things out there on Facebook and on these like, um, like websites before they go to events, be like, Hey, we're blah, 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 content creators. We're 1% is anyone interested contact us. So now it's like, they, like I said, they've used the swinging community to boost their only fans and, and I exploit and all exploit I it. it. I fucking mm -hmm. hate it. Like every time we go to an event, that's all I fucking see. Everybody's in rooms making content. It's like, dude, I want to like almost like ban content. Like do it on your own fucking time. Like, yeah. can, like let everyone have a good time. But like there's people that, like you said, like they've quit their jobs. They've made a living off this, mm -hmm. which is fine. I, I'm not, I don't hate the people that do it. Like I love the fact that they're making money off. It. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I could sit home all day and fucking make money and like whatever. And sit on my ah, you're not jealous. You're envious. Envious. I guess. Yeah. You're envious. 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 Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome that you got successful at it, but like leave it at that and let us have some fun. Like go like and like you said, if you come to an event a day early or two and you want to make some content, that's awesome. But most of the people we know do that. But there's people that hunt at the event and pull people out of events and like try to make them make content with them so that they can fucking make money while they're sitting at the at their at the resort. Well, then my biggest issue too, and this is something that I noticed. So back last summer when I, cr I created this TikTok account, right. And it was sexy swinger chick, like education. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and talk to people. Right. And this is before the podcast. Um, and I would just make these videos of me being like, Hey, you know, this is like the term unicorn. Hey, like how do you get over jealousy and lifestyle? You know, it was just me talking and it blew up. Right. I got, it went viral. I got to like a hundred thousand followers in like two months which was like unheard of for me. And I think a lot of other creators who are doing what I'm doing, except they're doing it in a different way. Like they're content creators and like they're only fans people, right? They saw that. And then they were like, I'm going to take this great idea that this person had this person's creative idea. And I'm going to do the same thing because she's blowing up. And I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like that's they're associated as OnlyFans people and it kind of like blended it in. Well, there. now, well, now they're associated as educating people on the lifestyle. You're educating people on the lifestyle, but you're literally just an OnlyFans creator. Like you're, you don't really care. You're not, you don't really care about educating people. <laughs> you're only doing it to get views. 
Right. And they're using it to get views and they're using it to get attention and they're using it to get people to come create content. So So you're again, exploiting the swinger lifestyle for your own gain. And I mean, we know who those people, we know who those people are. I mean, I know exactly who you're talking about because they created literally the same TikToks as you right after you did it. But then was like, look at my spicy page on the fucking stupid bio or whatever they're doing. Like, well, I had, I had this funny, like I was on, Facebook and I saw this couple and it said, you know, we're advocates for the lifestyle. Uh, we, you know, we like educating people. So I go to their website and I'm like, Oh, yay. This is a new like couple who cares about educating people. It's literally only fans. I'm like, but they got you there. That was the point. Right. By exploiting not only the swinger lifestyle, but exploiting me. Yeah. You're exploiting me and what I've done and how hard I've worked and how hard Lacey and Dan have worked and how hard the people who really do care about educating others, you've exploited that for money. That's not cool. I don't like And I'll say like Dan and Lacey don't really mix the two and like everyone kind of gets They don't. Like they don't really ever promote their, their spicy stuff through Swinger Society or anything like that. I mean, she'll post here and there, but like, it's very, very, very seldom. She does not cross breed those two things at all. And I respect that like immensely. So like there's, there is a way to do it without having them both be the same thing. Like most of these people do, like they do their OnlyFans things. They do their things. They do it on their own. They don't bother anybody. And then they do Swinger Society and they, they promote the lifestyle and they promote like education and they promote like getting rid of the stigma and all that of, of like being in the lifestyle, but they don't be like, Oh, by the way, out of one side of them, I'll say that. And then the next side, like, Hey, who wants to do OnlyFans? Like, I love that about them and I appreciate that about them. But there is a lot, like you said, like you're taking 10 steps forward and they push you five steps back by doing this dumb shit on TikTok and all the social media. And like you said, where does everybody go to find out about the lifestyle? Well, most of the time it's through TikTok. So now that they're, they're hashtagging everything that you're hashtagging and Lacey's has, and all these like influencers and hosts that are part of the swing talk and swing society. And they're like, and they're stealing those hashtags and promoting their own bullshit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, so that's kind of one of the... People don't get it. And that's why, you know, I think social media has done amazing things for swinging. It's changed my life. Um, But I do think that it's a catch 22. I really believe that. I think that, you know, um, and people ask me all the time, if you could go back in time and not have done social media and not have done any of this, would you? And I I wouldn't change it for the world. I really wouldn't. because I've developed so many relationships and like met so many amazing people. But like, I kind of look back too, and I'm just like, man, I wonder how my, how different my swinging experience would have been because you have to remember, like I did only fans before I, I started swinging. Um, So I've never really, I did social media right when I started, you know, swinging was when social media started for me. Like I've never really known anything different. But you're on the educational side of it, not the exploitation side. I wasn't always, though. I mean, I wasn't. There was was times, um, you know, there was times when I, hang on, I think, okay. Yeah, there were times when I didn't necessarily do it for that. And I was like, I think the money, you know, to me, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I want to make all this money. And I had all these people in my ear, like, 
oh, just do all these collabs with all these people and like you'll make tons of money. I I make 10 grand a month, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think it's difficult. Like, again, that goes along with the consent factor of it. You know? And, and people think just because you're having sex on camera, like you can just make $10,000 a month. That is 100% not the fucking case. If you guys only knew how much work these people put into like making money, it's fucking ridiculous. It's actually worse than a full-time job. It's making terrible. The videos, the videos, it's fucking horrible. Like Dan was like telling me like stories of how much time he spends editing. How much time he spends editing videos and stuff like that. And it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of time. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And then on top of that promoting, I mean, even me just promote, like I don't have, there is not enough time in the day. Um, I don't know how I'm still alive sometimes, like just because it's so difficult and people don't, and if you don't have a social media following already, like I already had a social media following and then I started TikTok or um, OnlyFans, you know, if you don't already have that and you know this more than anybody it is so, and then you add in the aspect of you're a swinger, you could lose accounts. So say you build up a decent following and then all of a sudden, boom, TikTok takes your account away, you know? So I think people, there's just so many misconceptions about being a content creator and doing OnlyFans and um, being a part of this lifestyle. But I think it's also like a natural, like swingers, you know, before OnlyFans, we liked making videos like we we just wanted to have these hot videos i mean i'm sure that there was swingers on Pornhub and you know free only fans right so i'm sure it was all fake bullshit but like yeah i mean most of the stuff i found like i've said so like i want to watch swinger porn right so i've searched for it like, on i first for it on Pornhub and shit like that but it's all staged you know what i mean yeah. like at least we know like a lot of the people that do it now that i like are actually swingers but like that's not swinger porn though like that's not natural things like when me and maria make content on ourselves i don't edit it i put up whatever it is that, like i that's how I, what i do i shorten the videos i do that but i don't put like music i don't have crazy lighting all the time like it's in the spur of the moment like we'll be like fucking around in the bed i'm like babe i'm gonna throw the camera on real quick and like it just records us being natural and i feel like people want to see that more like if we're with other couples like and the problem with like only fans is like you have to have all these like paperwork and shit now oh everybody has to have only fans so and, and be verified to like post stuff on there but like i have some fucking incredible footage from last weekend and i can't post it because the other couple doesn't have only fans yet. yeah and i and obviously and i don't want to have them sign paperwork i think that's fucking foolish but like if you really want to be on only fans like go through the verification process and do your thing and show that you're a little bit serious i don't need you signing paperwork and me uploading it and fucking all that bullshit but yeah i mean i don't know like it's like let's go back to evolution where are we now 2023 where where is where is swinging at today you know like i'm trying to be an influencer on the server and like i'm going through that process now and and like it's hard as a as a male to be social media popular like nobody wants to see me they want to see you and all the fucking hot chicks like nobody wants to see me and no one gives a shit well but that like that's the other thing and this is why i i have conversations with because everyone's so obsessed with numbers right like oh my god like kylie has this amount of followers and joe has this amount of followers you know think about it like this so 90 percent of the people who are following me on tiktok are creepy men who think i'm hot 
Those creepy men who think I'm hot are most likely married. They're probably never, ever going to be a part of the swinger lifestyle. Um, They probably really don't even know what the swinger lifestyle is. They just think that I'm hot. They don't care what it is. They just want to see if you slip a titty out. They're not going to listen to my podcast. They're not going to, you know, go to the shameless care website or anything like that, you know. Um, But that 10%. Which maybe maybe that's a thousand people out of ten thousand, right? Um, that a thousand people, those are the ones who are like listening to the podcast and and going to the Shameless Care website and you know go coming to events with us. Like those are the people that we care about. So like, what's the difference between ten thousand and one thousand? Because the one thousand people are the ones who, like I said, are coming to the events. What's the difference between those numbers? It's the and quality, that, and, not the quantity. Well, that's what I mean. And we don't have like factual data on how many people are aware, but like as like the person creating the content like me and you do, or like creating the stuff on TikTok, like, okay. So my point was like, all right, you have a hundred thousand followers. These hosts and influencers have 10, 20, 30, 40,000 followers. They get 5% of those people. That come. So like my point is like, you have a hundred thousand followers, right? How come there's only 27,000 people on the server? Mm-hmm. Right. And those 27,000 people are mutual across probably six or seven or eight of you as influencers or hosts and things like that. And they come to the server. Now they get to the server, right? Out of those seven or eight hosts and influencers, 10 hosts, whatever, how many we have now, how many of them continue the interaction after they get them there? Fucking zero. Maybe one, you. One. I was going to say. One. And I'm not saying that to like shit them because I understand how much work it takes to be do create social media to get them there. So there has to be a second end of that. Like once they get to the server, like there's people that keep them there and keep them engaged and keep them like, and ask questions and answer questions and everything like that. So like my influencer position wasn't so much on the social media side. I don't give a shit about being TikTok famous and all that stuff. I don't care about that. What I care about is when people come from you and like, Hey, I saw Kylie on TikTok," and then they come over and they're like, well, I saw that she posted something like, like this and I have a question and then I'm the one that has, I answer it. Or I try to give them advice or I'm like, hey, listen to this podcast from like Swing Nation or listen to this podcast from Pineapple Express. And like they talked about these issues or go to this chat room on the server. We There's a guy talk. There's a female chat. Like you can ask things as a guy where the females can't see it. And many of us who are like experienced men are in that chat and can answer your questions without you being embarrassed about it. Like, like ED questions, like nobody wants to blast an ED question in a frigging public forum. They want to ask like guys about it or they want to come on and they'll message me on TikTok or whatever. And like, I do a lot of things behind the scenes. Like people, people will message me on Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and every other bullshit, Discord, all this stuff, because they don't want to put it on a public social platform and like let other people see it. But like, I have, I don't have a lot of followers. I have 1400 or something or so on TikTok, but like, People comment on my videos, people message me, people ask questions. And like, that's what it's all about. Like, it's not like, Hey, look at me. I put a fucking pineapple on the wall and like, hi, go to do this. And then that's it. Like there's more. Yeah. To it. There's, there's a go whole to my only other fans. Phase. Yeah. I'm, and I get it. Whatever. I Like yeah. I said, I'm going through the process right now. I don't have the numbers and that's okay. Like I get it. There's got to be a baseline for like being accepted or else everybody could be like, well, I'm good. And I do this and I do that. And I get it. Like I could say whatever I want. The proof is in the pudding. Like I'm not, not popular on the server. I'm not, not popular in the swinger, like the swing world. Like if people go, Oh, Oh, I know Joe and Maria. I know Boston swinger King. I know these, like I, people just know who I am without being that, without being the face on social media. And I like, and I like that people can be like, Hey, we saw you guys on there. Like, 
we had this experience. We didn't have this experience. Like, what would you guys do in this situation? And I can be like, listen, Chris, on my experience, this is how I would handle it. Or I'd be like, you know what, Kylie or someone or Lacey or like this person might have more experience than me in that aspect. Like maybe go on and shoot them a message or like watch this or listen to this. And I can guide them in the right direction. Like I tell you right now, I don't have all the fucking answers. We talked about this like evolution. It's nonstop. Like I learn something new every day. I've learned like friendships are more important to me and Maria than, than numbers. Like I want to be friends with a lot of people and have a different connection. Like it's, it's constantly changing for us and Mm -hmm. people are going to be very, very overwhelmed, especially now in in this century, because it's just fucking crazy with TikTok and information and and bullshit information and good information. And there's really no way to go to get like a, like facts and ask questions. And like the discord's great for that. Like, I love it there. Like I love talking to people. I love interacting with people i'm a freaking social butterfly you know that you're the same way like you like to just talk about i could sit there and talk for hours about fucking nonsense i can go to a swinger event and i'll sit there and talk to you for two hours if you want and um I, it doesn't bother me i'm not like oh hold on i gotta go make only fans <laughs> i'll be right back right it's more of it's a so like and that's what you know essentially i because when you start in the lifestyle right and this goes along with the evolution of it but like when you start in the lifestyle you know i feel like it's kind of like who can get the most most notches in their bedpost? Like that's what you think it is, anyways. That was my perception of the lifestyle. Was Agreed. how many dicks can I get inside of me? How many pussies can I lick? Like uh, essentially, it's just like a numbers thing, right? And yep, that what? But that was my perception of the lifestyle. I had no idea. Like I remember the first time we went to a swingers club. You know, I saw all these people just socializing and I was like, Brad, why aren't they fucking people? Like, I thought this was like a sex club and we just were so confused. I feel like that's I- what everyone thinks. So you walk in, it's like a fucking gangbang right, right. Out, right out the gate. That's what we thought. Everybody thinks that. I think that's why it scares people away a lot. Why? Because they expect it to be this like overwhelming fucking sex capade. And it's it ends up just being like mostly people Hard. just drinking uh partying. and partying and dancing and laughing and you know I, I was comparing it to like back in when we were like in like in our 20s like a girl's gone wild spring break like <laughs> but like with, but like with really like mature more mature people like yeah. it's not it's not anything what people think it is like and i try to tell my friends like yeah did you go in there it was like a fucking tons of sex i'm like no I was like, we hung out and drank and partied and fucking danced our asses off and titties were flying and fucking people were making out like, and then yeah. I, was like, I don't even think anyone, fu-. like think about secrets last time. Like we were out to the fucking hot tub till five in the morning and no one was playing. Like we were just um, hanging out. Well, that's- I got a little play. The second night, yes. But then it got interrupted. But that's the, that was a lot previous podcast. Okay. But the first night was different because Brad wasn't there and also- yeah, you're right. It was just a social, like we were just in the hot tub being stupid and laughing. Yeah. And we were in an environment where like we were there to fuck and people still like just had a good time hanging out. And like, like I said, that's people have a very bad misconception of what we do and right and sucks, but that's why we're here. Like to promote that. Like we just have like, it's very like, I feel like we're a close family and like, as big as the swinger community is, it's very small. And like when someone fucks up, like people across the country hear about it. Like it's it's like very very small world but a very big world at the same time and I feel like everyone's had to protect each other. It's not like a big fucking old like it's all like very selfish. I guess I mean there's people that are selfish, but it's not. I feel like everyone I've met or associate myself with isn't like that. They're very like oh like very helpful, very like giving. 
I've never met yeah. more like hospitable people than like swinger people. Well, and that's what's like, funny. Hey, I'm Joe. Blah, blah, blah. I just met you. Come sleep at my house. Like the, you know, the pineapple is a symbol of hospitality, right? Um, and it was also, you know, a symbol of affluence. And, you know, I think that swingers, that's why we took on that that symbol of hospitality. Like we do throw the best freaking parties. We do like it's we're very hospitable people. We're very like because I think that swingers are kind of social. Like, I don't know. You have to be social to go to these events. You have to have. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm super introverted. And it's like, you got to figure out a way to get out of that because at these events, you're not going to succeed in the lifestyle unless you put yourself out there and you be vulnerable with others, you know, and you let yourself that shyness come out, you know, whatever you have to do, whatever means necessary for that. But it's that's the way that it is. I'll ask you. A, I'll ask you this question. Then I feel. Like, do you feel that, like, in the lifestyle, in a vanilla world, people are very introverted because of the way they'll be judged by whatever they feel or say. In the lifestyle, um, you have a better opportunity of being accepted. So, I feel like people, when they get here, they come out of their shell and they actually get to be themselves. Like there's, there's no, there's no personal gain in the lifestyle versus vanilla life. Everybody in the in vanilla life, I feel like is always trying to gain something by fucking somebody else over or being better or it's always a competition in the lifestyle. Do you feel like when you get in here, it's like nobody, the only gain that you have is maybe hooking up with somebody right? and making a friend. Yeah. There's really, I mean the competition now, and then this is, I guess when it comes to content creating, it's a little different in only fans and stuff because there's that competition, right? Like who has yeah. the most followers or you know, there's that. And there are people who do content create for the wrong reasons. And it's not necessarily for OnlyFans. Sometimes it's so that they can be the most popular person at the party. Yeah. You know? I, I agree, yeah. So like, people will recognize them from TikTok, you know? But as a whole, like, I feel like when you get into the lifestyle, like, because nobody has any personal gain besides, like, either hooking up or making a new friend, there's no the anxiety and the um in the judgment is so far-fetched that like it's just easy to be you and i feel like once people get in like we talked about this too with uh when we were out in jersey with uh, our friends there like you you make really good friends and you start to hang out with people that are like genuinely like don't give a fuck about anything that you do and you can't even go to vanilla shit anymore yeah i know and that that was so i was on reddit and reading this post and it was is it a red flag that we met this couple? Now it was a newer couple that wrote this. Is They said, is it a red flag that we met a couple and they said that they don't even socialize with vanilla people anymore. All of their friends are in the lifestyle. Um, everybody that they surround themselves, which I looked around, you know, I, I thought about it and I was like, that's kind of, I mean, we associate ourselves with like family, but like most of our good friends that we consider good friends and the people that we talk to on a daily basis are in the lifestyle. So is that a red flag? Not really. I wouldn't say so. No, I, I don't think it's a red flag. I think you're just that your dynamic and like things in your own life evolved. 
into different things in, in like, do I have still vanilla friends? Absolutely. But like, I'm like, Oh no, Saturday night. I'm like me and Mario be like, Hey, you guys want to get a bit like, Oh, well little Johnny has hockey at nine o'clock tomorrow. So we can't go out with like, I called one of our like swinger friends. They're like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. We'll fucking potty till four in the morning. Still get up with our kids at 4am or 5am the next day and do that stuff. So I guess like, obviously family you can't avoid you got to go to family functions you got to do things with your family i'm never going to say that i'm not going to hang out with my family because they're not swingers but dynamic wise like i don't really relate to anybody anymore that yeah. isn't in the lifestyle not because it's sexual at all has nothing to do with that it's because we all have kids we all have families we can relate we can we i don't know it's 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 really hard to like describe how it just the connection is when you meet like a swinger couple versus a vanilla couple it's like you're very careful what you say around vanilla people, but you don't give a fuck what you say around swinger people. Well, and we've, we've actually had friends um, because we're out like this and this is recent. So Brad, Brad's boss wants to come to our wedding. So his boss used to be a swinger, but now he's in like a monogamous relationship with his wife. They've been together for like 10 or 15 years, but before that he was a swinger and he wants to come to the wedding and I was like, mm, is that okay? And he's, he said, well, his wife knows about it. Oh, and just so you know, like, we're not ever invited to like, cause they used to do barbecues with us and our kids would hang out and like, we would do, you know, Halloween parties and Christmas parties with them, you know? And he's like, yeah, she doesn't want us over there anymore. And I'm like, why? And, and he said, well, cause she found out we were swingers. And I'm like, but I'm still the same Kylie. That's fucked up. Cause when you go there, it's not like you guys are gonna be like humping fucking everyone in the room. Like you're just, right. normal, you're just normal people. Like we all have kids. Like we hang out with lifestyle people all the time. They come over our house. We go swimming. Like we go out to like, like go to the theme parks. We do like normal shit together. Like, it's not like as soon as we meet each other, like dry humping each other at a fucking barbecue. That's not what happens. To be so, honest with you, yeah. I don't even think about any lifestyle shit when I'm with lifestyle people. I'm just trying to hang out. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just think that like, that's why I, I really only open myself up now to swingers because, you know, I'm still Kylie. I'm still the same person. I'm still that bubbly, fun, sweet girl. You know, um, I just go to swinger parties, you know. Um, so I think that like that's my thing is swingers are less judgmental because you can be your most authentic self because that's where I'm my most authentic self is when I'm at a swinger club or a swinger party, because, you know, that is who I am. I'm bisexual. And, um, you know, I, I like to have fun and, and girls gone wild. Yeah, dude. So it's just like, I don't know. That's for me. That's why I essentially like, I really only hang out with like now non vanilla people, which I consider like my stripper friends, non-vanillas, you know, um, but because they're a little bit more sexually open, obviously, but like, yeah, I just, I, I can't do the vanilla thing anymore. Cause too many, like my best friend of 25 years was like, when she found out that I was a swinger, I was like, I'm not friend. And this is one of the downsides of swinging in a social media age, right. Is and part of the evolution of swinging is, now you're opening yourself before, you know, swinging was so underground. Nobody knew that you were, a nobody knew what you did on the weekends, right? Think about our parents as swingers, right? Like we wouldn't have known. 
But now it's so out in the open. It's on social media. You know, it's so easy to find, like, you can just see what groups somebody is attached to on Facebook. And then, you know, um, unless you're really stealthy and stuff, but like, I think that's part of it too, is like the discretion factor, you know, when does it come to a point where it's so destigmatized that like really there won't, no, you won't have to be discreet anymore. I don't know if it would ever be like that. I mean, it just, it, but now with this day and age and people and kids and like our generation, I mean, it's so sexual openness has become more accepted. It's going to take some time before like that whole generation phases out of the older crowd. But you're right. Like exposure now is fucking massive. Like uh, we've got, we've been in situations where we've, we've been exposed. We're at the point now where like, as long as our kids are okay, we don't really care. We do our own thing. We live our own life. It is what it is. But so one of one of the misconceptions about swingers and polyamorous folks, non-monogamous folks, is that they're not good parents, right? So that's a lot of that is one of the biggest things that we hear is like, how how could you do that to your children? Like our kids are do not what? at do, do what? right. What are you doing? Like our kids are not going. It's not like we're having massive orgies and our kids are like right there watching us. So let me, give you, let me give you an example about this weekend. We went and stayed with our Jersey friends, right? Their kids were home, but we hung out and like did stuff with the kids. Like we went out to eat, we had dinner and like we stepped away from that environment to go do our thing as adults. So right. like we went out Friday night to a club and the kids had a babysitter. We didn't bring anything back home with us. We just went home and went to bed. And then Saturday night we left her hit their parents watched them and we went into myrtle and uh, we went into i don't know myrtle we went to atlantic city and we partied at an event and we rented a room and stayed away from all that for the night it's not like you're bringing your fucking kids out to these parties and like wait in the car like right like, there's zero um cross like contamination i want to say between lifestyles like there's none. Like I go home and I'm a dad and, I'm, and my wife's a mom and we do sports things. And then I don't see what the difference is between you and your husband going out to the bar and meeting four couples for drinks and us doing the same thing. Right. Except our night might turn into a better night than yours. But I, I totally agree. I think that there's no cross like and I don't understand where that cross is. So they've done a lot of because I think that people think that like again we're adding these kids into this so like that's not happening obviously um first of all second of all they've they have done a couple of studies on this with kids right and they'll ask the kids you know about your you know you know your parents are swingers like do, do you think that it affects you at all? And the only time that they ever say that it affects them, especially these are like older kids say this is like, well, I'm afraid that I'm going to get bullied in school. If, if people find out that my parents are swingers. Yeah. That's, that's the, all they really care about. That's the biggest concern. Like we had a little bit of exposure on Twitter with a, I think a teacher at one of my kids schools, but like, I think because we ignored it and didn't play into it, it just went away. Yeah. We didn't, we weren't like super like fucking damage control so that we didn't like seem guilty or like, embarrassed so literally like it just fucking faded like we didn't hear anything else after that and like when we went to court for brad's court case with his ex that was something that she brought up she was like you know i don't want my daughter to be bullied in school because her dad and her stepmom have a podcast and are on tiktok and i you know looked at her and i said your daughter's gonna get bullied in school no matter what because that's what the fuck kids do kids are assholes that's a fact. 
they're gonna I mean, bully her for she's young enough though that like they they won't even they shouldn't even know what that means unless there was an this is what i'm more concerned about not us it's the vanilla parents that are telling their fucking vanilla kids about your life and making it a big deal so the fact that they bring it to school and give her shit Otherwise, those kids have no idea what the hell is going on. They're not on TikTok. They don't see you on TikTok. They mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. So the only way that those regular vanilla kids are getting this information is through their fucking shithead parents. Right. But like so that's what you should be concerned about, not us. But there's shithead people in the world, regardless. There's shithead kids and there's shithead adults. You know, I mean, we get I literally get bullied every single day on the internet. I don't give a fuck. Like say what. You're ridden with STD, riddled with STDs. Like you're, you're ugly. You're fat. You're stupid. Your hair is dumb. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Like those people are irrelevant. They're just so upset with their fucking boring ass life that they have to come online and fucking talk shit. They just did Felicia the other night on her fucking live, like all the time. And like you saw me, I fucking stuck up Felicia on her fucking comment section, and that fucking douchebag like talking shit like. Like, you don't even know anything to, like, even talk shit. The only thing you can do is come on here, hide behind a profile, because that's usually how they work. They hide behind an anonymous profile with no pitches and no names, and they come on and they spew shit that they're totally uneducated about, and they're the ones that sound dumb and not us. Like, whatever, dude. Call me whatever you want. I actually enjoy it. Right. <laughs> whatever. Like, some, give me something new to work with. Tell me whatever you want. I mean, I'm an asshole. I know that. I'm a dick. I, I'm fucking blunt. I have fucking zero fucking filter. Yes, you're right. Thank you. But that's something that the lifestyle, like, I used to care so goddamn much about what people thought about me. And I used to just, now that I've been in the lifestyle and I've been doing it for this long and social media and all that, I I don't care. Like there is no level of me caring about what you have to say about me. That one or two people that give you shit, there's a hundred thousand people that enjoy your message. Yeah. That's now all- I will say this. I think that when I do develop relationships with people and they fuck me over, which happens in every social circle, right? That's when I care. And that's when it hurts because if I, you know, genuinely love and care about somebody. And then like, they're kind of an asshole to me, like that hurts my feelings. But if I don't care about you, if I've never spoken to you before, if you're just a, a, you know, user behind no profile picture on TikTok, like I really don't care. And I agree with you with that. Like we've had that happen. We got burned once before. Like when you let somebody into your life and like your emotional status and they become like close to you and then they burn you for, for personal gain. That's, that's, that's upsetting because you trusted somebody, but like you said, the fucking trolls on the internet that talk shit gives a fuck. They're sitting in their mom's basement, fucking miserable. Yeah. And you know, I always say too, if someone doesn't want to be in my life, if someone doesn't want to be around me, if they think that I'm too much, you know, like I think that me and you get that a lot too. And I think that we just have this magnetic personality right so and i i think that that sometimes can be intimidating to people um so i think if you don't want to be a part of my life you don't want to be my friend if you don't want to hang out with me at events if you don't want to be a part of my social circle that's you're you're the one that's missing out not me but now i see that as opposed to when I started in the lifestyle, I was like, why doesn't anyone like me? Why, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm too much. Let me change myself to be like everyone else, you know? And yeah. now I'm just like, if you, you know, I know. You're going to leave it, baby. That's it. 
I know what I how great and amazing and awesome I am. Yeah. If you don't know that. And the lifestyle had to teach me though, I found so much confidence by being my authentic self. And that's been the evolution for me is now I can walk down like yesterday, you know, we went and we did vanilla family stuff and I'm still wearing my necklace, right? And I I, I didn't even think about it, right? My slut necklace. And you know, I'm like I can walk down the street and wear my slut necklace and wear my pineapple shorts. And I'm okay with that. It's the other people that aren't okay with that. So back to like your evolution, like that's a good, that's a good one for you. You know, like realizing that like people don't fucking matter. Like Right. And that you just, when you can be your, your, your own authentic self and, you know, get that confidence. And I think also for me, I found, passion in helping others, obviously, you know, volunteering with NCSF and doing all the things that I do, you know, I found a lot of passion in, in that I never really knew where I wanted to go in my life. And then I kind of found a purpose. Um, and I, I think that that's been a good evolution for me. Um, and when it, with Brad, I think for him, and I can't really speak for him, but like his evolution has been dealing with insecurities um, and dealing with his past, all everything from his past, you know, and that's again, another evolution for me as well. I think that it's a healing process. So what do you think your evolution has been? So I'm kind of on the same thing as Brad, like dealing with things with my past, but also that like, you fucking can't save everybody. Like, so my biggest thing was like, I have a problem with like letting females in too close and like trying to save everybody and like be everybody's like, friggin i don't know like dartboard for like their things and it ends up dragging me into shit that i shouldn't even be dragged into and i've learned a lot through the lifestyle that like you can't save everybody and the real people that truly want to be your friend because they like you are the ones that you have to focus on more than the ones that like you they're just there to like use you for personal gain so i guess throughout the lifestyle i've learned like just to like take a step back and like analyze situations more and be a better judge of character than I have been in the past. Yeah, exactly. It, it Because you're in such a social setting all the time, you kind of realize um, you kind of, it's easier now. It's, it's easier for you to, to judge those situations. But like, I also think the lifestyle, it allows you to be vulnerable. So like, if this were five years ago before we got into the lifestyle and me and you even sitting here having this conversation, like that would have probably been a problem for, for Brad because like friendships between men and women, right. When you're in a monogamous relationship, you can't have genuine friendships, right? Like, and that's just kind of that toxic monogamy thing. That's what the lifestyle has taught me too, is like, it's okay to have friendships with guys and and have relationships with others, whether they be a man or a woman, you know, um, have relationships with others that are more meaningful than just a surface level relationship. And I think a lot of swingers are afraid of that. They're like, oh, fuck, like I'm developing this really great friendship th with this person that's going to take away from my relationship with my partner. And it really doesn't. I think it enhances it.
I, I agree because you talk about more things, especially like feelings. Like you make me, like, this this girl's cool. This guy's cool. Like I think we'd have fun like hanging out with them. Like it's a it's a it's a team thing more than an individual thing. I guess when you're like in a in a monogamous relationship, things become very individualized and you hide them because you're mm-hmm. scared. You're scared of the results of like talking about it. Where in this, you're like, babe, fucking hot chick at the gym. Oh, babe, I met this guy or girl on this site and they're like fucking really cool like we should go out on a date with them or like go oh, see or like hang out with them see what, it's just a different it's a different openness a different like uh interaction and connection that you have with your partner and like i'll go back to like brad's insecurities like when we first started talking you said that like brad fucking messaged me and he's like who the fuck are you <laughs> he's, like, he's like who the fuck are you You're talking to my wife all the time and i was yep. like I was like, oh, yeah, but by the way, I'm Joe, and now me and Brad are tight, you know, like. Well, we talked about that, so, because, like, I, we talked about that on the Jealousy podcast, because I'm going to Houston, and he's like, well, you can play with girls, but you can't play with guys, and I was like, I feel like you're trying to control me, first of all. Second of all, like, that's your insecurity, but I figured it out, and that situation is what I figured out. It's not that he's concerned about the play aspect of it. He is men are protectors by nature and first of all he's protecting me from a man maybe raping me or doing something that's non-consensual right um also he just wants to know the that dude's intentions with me like are you cool man and that's essentially what he did with you was he was just like hey man are you cool like what's up you know what are you trying to get here Right. I mean, what what time, are you trying Brad to do? And, Brad and me and him didn't even have a conversation. Me and you were talking for like months on the Discord before that. So he's like, who the fuck are you, by the way? Now my Brad's my boy. So Right. Now he's like, you know, you yeah. guys are. Now I Brad mean, would let you sleep over with me and just me. <laughs> right. Because he knows that we'd probably just sit there and be ridiculous and, <laughs> yeah, and do this shit that we're doing now. <laughs> we'd sit there and talk for an hour, you know, because like I said, you can develop. I think it's okay and and swingers need to realize this it's okay to develop friendships with other people that go beyond sex. Yeah, and I'm like no medical psychologist or anything like that, but I feel like once you get into the lifestyle your um sexual intentions go down when you talk to a opposite sex. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't think about fucking you every time I talk to you. Well, like back before when I was vanilla, I'm like, I wonder if she wants to fuck. Like yeah. she's pretty hot. Like I don't know, maybe it's a mental thing. It it brings down your sexual like uh deviance i guess you want to say down a notch because you're not like i don't need to think about that because if i wanted to i just ask you right and it's not like offensive to you or anybody else in, the, in, in that aspect so i mean there is a trust issue like this there's a lot of trust like maria maria's div, um thing is is trust like she literally took a long time to trust females talking to me separately and like there's a lot of that that happens because i do all the vetting and i do all the things online mm-hmm. and i do all the websites and i'll carry on conversations for like sometimes days or weeks before i am even comfortable bringing her into the conversation because i'm not sure she's even going to want to talk to these people you know and i'm not going to waste her time when i'm wasting my own and like and doing all these things so that's her like her evolution is like trust and definitely self-confidence with her like i've never seen her like publicly post like pictures of herself like she does on the discord and like send them to people and things like that or like in the morning waking up at 5 a.m and snapping a friggin shower nude and sending it to like 15 group chats that we're in you know like that is unheard of for her like in uh 13 years together well and i think i think her evolution too is like knowing like me and you never had separate conversations until she knew my intentions with you again, like she was protecting not only herself, but you from once she figured out like 
Kylie's really just here to be a good friend to Joe. Not, and then she, I never had that. Like every girl that like I talked to before was like, how am I going to fuck him? How am I going to mm-hmm. do this? How am I going to do all like, I don't know if that was the case, but that's what she thinks. You know what I mean? But now she's just like, whatever, dude, like talk to whoever you want. Like, just tell me who it is. And then I'll kind of pay it. And like, I want to know what's going on. Like, she still wants to know like what we talk about and things like that. For me and you, she doesn't really give, she knows what I fucking meant. Cause she knows what we're talking yeah, about. It. She doesn't even want to know, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's how Brad, Brad doesn't even want to know either. No, he's, he's, like, he's just like, I'm just like, what Kylie message you about? She's like, actually, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> 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 it's probably something really stupid like, i don't even want to fucking know but like yeah i mean it's um re- self-reflection is a huge like evolution thing when you like get into this it like just opens you up mentally to think outside the box a lot when you uh when you're talking to different people male or female like i have a lot of guy friends on the server too that like i like my buddies like i talk to them like f- f- three four times a week and then you meet couples that like I, like it took you how many years like to get a best friend like when you were younger years like of trust mm-hmm. and building a relationship like I can go like meet people now and I'm like well like besties in like two minutes and like people don't understand that but like I guess when you like connect on like 15,000 different levels of like normalcy like and that's your normal like it's easy to have like really close friends in the lifestyle really quick because you know that they're not there for personal gain mm-hmm. and it's easy it's just easier and like, like I don't know evolution can go like we said this whole thing it can be from from terminology to self to your own person to the actual what the lifestyle means to you there's a million different things and like i feel like people get overwhelmed in this whole lifestyle and they can't figure out any of those things and it's like you have to start at one point like a base thing like figure i think personal thing figure yourself out first yeah like you need to be good with yourself and then the other things kind of just fall into place because you have a mental understanding of where you're at and you can accept like there's going to be good and bad. You've had it. You know what I mean? There's very, there's definitely bad situations that happen, not in like a, like a detrimental way, but like you go and have some shitty ass experiences, like at clubs or parties and things like that date dates, like, and you have to take all those things and learn from it and develop what you're looking for. And, well, then- and you have shitty situations with other couples too. Like, I Always. mean, like situations where, you know, you may have really liked this couple and then maybe they, you know, something happened and they rejected you, you know, like you have to be able to move forward from that and, and get over that and not completely let your confidence go under, you know, and it doesn't have to be now or it, it's not like now or never. Like when you meet a couple, it's like, Oh, if we don't get them now, like it's never going to happen. Like sometimes like we'll meet a couple five or six times and finally like, Oh, let's go do something. Like just it it's it's an opportunity thing, not a not a necessity thing. Right. Absolutely. So my last question for you, and this is I've been so curious, and actually I feel like you sparked this in me because now I'm just really curious about it. So what how do you handle situations of jealousy when it's not like it's not jealousy between you and your partner? It's couple to couple jealousy because i know i'm i'm sure that you've dealt with that like what what's your opinion on all of that couple to couple jealousy oh i knew that was coming because we talked about this but like i want to get just rewind a little bit like jealousy is okay in the lifestyle if it's a good jealousy you don't ever want to be jealous that like your partner's getting more or get doing this more than you it's like when i see maria with somebody i'm jealous in like a really good way like i'm like damn like get after it girl like good for you like whatever like that could be me i want i want you back come on but like that's okay. Jealousy is okay in the lifestyle. Ooh, so jealousy. jealousy for you and Maria when you and 
I get, I get this too. It's more of like a competition, like, cause I feel like some people are just generally like competitive. So it's like a competition, yeah. like, Ooh, you know what? He's giving her some really good dick, but I'm going to give her even better dick later. Right. It's mm -hmm. like a, it's a compersion jealousy. Let's yeah. say it's a good one. Like, it's like, it's like a, like a couple's competition. Like, all right, he's giving you that. All right. I'm going to get that back. Like, that's my pussy. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to reclaim that shit when you get back. Watch. But like that stuff's okay. But on a couple's jealousy thing, it's something I still like am trying to understand like why. Okay. So there's couples like you'll hang out with and you have all the opportunities to do things. And then you don't like, it just doesn't happen. And then they talk to you, everyone's texting and then they ghost. Right. And then they find out that you hung out with another couple and did stuff. And all of a sudden your goddamn text messages blow up and like, what happened? What'd you guys do? Where'd you go? Do you have any pictures? Like, and then they're like, Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I wasn't there. It's like, why are you jealous that you weren't there? Like you're going to be there the next time. Like, I'm not like when I went, like, if you call me like, Oh, we went out, me and Brad fucked this couple. I'm like, cool. What happened? How'd it go? I'm Do you have like, any, but you want pictures cause you're a pervert. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sick. I'm a sicko. Not because I want to like judge them. Like, but like, I don't ever go like, Oh my God, I'm so jealous. You got that couple. And we didn't like, that's fucking child shit. Like, I'm not jealous of anybody. Like, I hope I, if I can't get them, I'm like fucking the first one in the background with Maria going rah, rah, chill eating you to like fucking get after it. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. Or your friends, you're like, hey, hey, Kylie, I noticed that really hot couple has been looking at you and Brad. Let me introduce you to them you because we know and, you did it with me and Maria in, in Pennsylvania. I, I did. Yeah. Because, because I genuinely love. I knew that like you guys had a connection with, I knew that you were going to connect with them because I just, I know them and I know you guys. And like, I knew that that was kind of in your mind a little bit. You were like, yeah, Lacey's super hot. And Maria thought Dan was hot. And, um, you know, I, I knew that. And so I kind of played Yenta, you know, uh, and, and I was like, but that's how it should be. You should be wingmen and your fucking friends, not being jealous of your friends. I still even, I, and I don't know if it's like they're just saying it be like oh I'm like jealous I want like a FOMO thing I don't I don't know like I think for the situation that you are in I think it's more of it's not a jealousy it's an envy thing right I think that it's more of like a FOMO like they wish that they were there because they really love you guys and they really love you know the other couple but I think there are situations with couples and like we've ran into this where we we have a couple who we develop over the years, we've developed a great relationship with. Well, another couple that's a part of our friend group, we were developing a friendship with them too. And like, once they noticed that we were developing a connection with this other couple, they like completely ghosted us because I think they were fearful that that other couple was like going to find me and Brad and be like, well, we're not going to hang out with you at events anymore and stuff. Well, I guess that term of jealousy, like that part of the jealousy is exclusivity jealousy. Like they think that like you're their couple. Right. But I guess that's something that like a discussion has to be happened. Like we, we're very open that like we'll be really like we like playing with you. But like if there's another opportunity, like I'm not going to call you to check in and see if I can do it. Right. Like, And you shouldn't be jealous because I'm hoping that if you are like there may be months in between seeing a couple that you hang out with a lot. Right. If you think that I'm not going to do anything in that month to like in, in the lifestyle, you're out of your fucking mind. Well, because if I wanted to be poly, I would be poly. Well, like I would just difference. Like, are we poly or are we swingers? Like you might want like and I don't think they understand what that definition is. But like in their way, it's like it's like they're it, is it called poly? Like when you're like two couples, is that still poly? Yeah, that's still poly. I mean, poly poly can be. Any, I mean, there's I mean, that so definition many stretches very, very far too. Cause like, I mean, I, I look at it as exclusiveness 
like to another couple because you can't live together and you can't have a life poly lifestyle together. You just, it's more exclusivity than it is poly to me. Like right. I, I don't ever want to be an exclusive with anybody. Like, do I perf- like, do I prefer to play with a particular couple more than others? Absolutely. That's fine. But like, if their expectations are that we're not going to do anything with anybody else in between us hanging out, that's fucking absolutely not even going to be a true statement. And that's something that we established at the beginning. Like I'm always like, yeah. So when you guys go on the next party, like any cute couples there, you guys going to play? Like I'm always encouraging getting someone else on into their playing. And, they, and we're all, and usually the couples we play with, we know that that's not their dynamic. So I'm not too much worried about that, but I feel like some people get into that zone when they see like they missed an opportunity or they like don't think that they're going to have a chance now that you played with someone that might be either more attractive than them or in a different, like a different, like now that you have a connection with them, like you're not interested in them anymore. And that's not, that's not how it is. I think they, people think too much into the situation. Yeah. And I think that comes from, you know, because I always think about where does jealousy come from? Cause that's how we fix it. I think that kind of comes from like when you're a kid, right. And say that like your best friend beats this get you know is in another classroom and now your best friend has a new best friend and then you're you're like oh well now I'm not gonna that's not gonna be my friend anymore you know um think of it like that when you're a kid on kindergarten terms and that's not the case like everybody can be friends not at all and the fact is is like 90% of the people we want to play with don't live near us right they all live in the south like in I can't just like leave for two seconds and uh, like a weekend and just drive 15 hours to go see these people like these, some of these couples are 20 minutes away. Some of them are a few hours away. It's a lot easier for us to escape. It's like easier to have a relationship with these people on that level because they're close. Mm-hmm. When we see you at an event, nothing has changed. Like I still like you just as much as the last time I, I saw you. Right. If anything, I'm looking forward to it more because we didn't get to do it. And now we might have a chance to do it again. So I guess the jealousy thing is more like a, is more of a FOMO slash like you're getting bumped out of the like possible maybe play time but that's not i mean like you said though like i could want to play with you tomorrow right and then like we actually see each other and it just doesn't work out right and it doesn't mean that you didn't want to play with me it just means that like 100 percent. it doesn't not ever mean that it it could be like i said you could meet five times and play once it's just it like i said this is why we call ourselves flow swap we go with whatever the flow is in the situation that is at hand and things happen during the night think like they may okay like let's say we're going to what me and you and brad we all plan to do something and then you get fucked up and can't play like you can't be like or whatever it is or brad get brad falls asleep brad likes to fall asleep so like, <laughs> like so like let's say brad falls asleep right or goes to whatever like and we can't do it like that doesn't mean i don't like you right it just means that the situation didn't work out like right there's gonna be plenty more but people or like think- i don't know maybe you're at a hot tub and you're sucking on two guys dicks and then some guy passes, passes out yeah, i mean like shit happens and shit people, happens but people take it like fucking personal like but I don't that's that unhealed parts and that's why yeah. you know joe and i and we go back to this it's those unhealed parts of people that they, I can't fix that for you. I can't make you not take shit personally. I can't even make myself do that. You know, I've been there. And that's when I talked about my evolution about like, not like I used to like think when people didn't stop, like we'd be in group text and they wouldn't text us for like two days. I'm like, babe, do they like us? She's like, will you shut the fuck up, dude? It's been two days. Like they don't have to text us every day. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, they don't like us anymore. They don't, what's, I got to text them and see what's going on. She's like, did I do something wrong? Like, did I say something wrong? Did they find out something about us that's not true? Did they hear something? And then she's like, dude, are you fucking all right? She's like, nobody cares. They're probably busy. 
I'm like, all right, fine. They're busy. <laughs> like, I, but it took me a while to get over the point. Like, we don't have to speak every day. Doesn't mean you don't like me tomorrow. Like, it doesn't mean you're not going it, to, it just, it's a situational thing. You show up and you go to an event with zero expectations and you go with whatever the vibe is. And when people can figure that part out and learn to adjust to that, I mean, it makes swinging so much better because you have no, you have no disappointment. You never want to be disappointed. You should right. never be disappointed. And I feel like if you go into it with an open mind and a flow swap vibe type of atmosphere, which 90% of our friends all go into it with, you have a way, way better time in every situation, no matter if it's good or bad, no matter what event, if the event sucks, you're still going to have a good time. If the people suck, you're still going to have a good time because you're very open-minded to like the possibility that like nothing's going to happen. And that's okay. Cause it happens. I mean, shit. How many times do you go to clubs and fucking come home dry? I mean, the last, you know, when we went to play champagne, we, we soft swapped, um, well, Brad full swapped, but you know. Did you have a, I, did you have a penis problem? I no, we didn't. It wasn't like my penis problem. It wasn't like my you know how sometimes I get like I just don't want a penis. Yeah. Anywhere near me? No, it wasn't that. It was that just did like he I, have a penis problem. No, he didn't either. No, it wasn't. But me and him, just I I don't know. It just wasn't there. But it was there for Brad, and you know, me and Brad have that. That's okay for us, like that. Yeah, works okay. for us. Me and Maria kind of at that point, if Maria's comfortable with the woman enough and uh, she's okay with me doing it, she's, there's been times when she's like, babe, if you want to play, you can. I don't want to because I'm not, I would much rather just, and it's not about disappointment. It's just about like the timing wasn't right for me and him. Like I had had something, something to drink and um, he was, I knew that he had had too much to drink. And I was like, I feel like, this would be weird because he's not really able to consent to the situation, you know? That's okay. And that's okay. That's hundred percent fine. And Marie used to have that guilty thing. Like, Oh, I feel bad if I don't let him do it. And that's another thing that she's evolved past. Like now she's like, either I go, either you are okay with that or you're not, if you're not okay, just tell me and I won't, if you're okay with that, I will. I'm not, I'm not upset. With yeah. You. I'm not upset with you if you're emotion that time. And one time you might be okay. And one time you might not be, but that doesn't mean I'm mad at you for it. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather you tell me and you, and we go talk about it and then, and we leave it there than like drive home and be like, babe, I wish I didn't let you do that. Yeah. Or like, now I feel weird about that. Or like, you know, or babe, I wish I didn't do that because. Yeah, right. Cause she's upset. Right. And I did it because I wanted, that's going to build resentment within couples. You know, like I only did that. I took one for the team because like. I wanted you to have fun and I knew that you really liked the girl, but I didn't really like the guy, you know, that's why I think it's good that me and Brad are on the level that we're at because again, like sometimes that happens. Sometimes there's not a four-way connection. Um, and I know a lot of couples are like, it has to be a four-way connection and it has to be a full swap or whatever, you know, they have, and that's why I would say too, like me and Brad are pretty like much, we're like, go with the flow because same thing, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to have a connection with the guy, but like, I'm cool. If I like the girl, if Brad wants to fuck her, go ahead. I'll watch. And that's another thing with like evolution within in a situation. Like you could walk into the room with all intentions to fucking full swap. And then it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, and people have to be, you have to have to be okay with whatever the situation arises and not get like upset about it, not get mad about it. Like, and just kind of go with it. Like, like you said, like there's been times when me and Maria walked into a room and she's like, Babe, I don't really feel like playing, but if you want to do something, I'll just watch you. Yeah, and, like, and, I'll, and I'll let you know when, when I'm like when I'm when I'm done with watching you, because like me, I'll just keep going. Like I'm not even paying attention to time. She's like, babe, it's been 45 minutes. Can you get off of her? And I'm like, right. All right. 
but sometimes like, you just don't sometimes like you just don't feel like it maybe maybe you uh, you know are having a bad day or maybe you're just you're not feeling your best or you're not feeling your most sexual like i've learned that it's okay you know partners aren't always going to be on the same level with each other and so like as long as you're okay with it and your partner is okay with it if you know that's what matters is like don't do it because you know you feel like your partner's forcing you like do it because you're okay with it essentially yeah and we we were at that point where like she would do things and i would say yes to things and she would say yes to things just because i was like i don't want to disappoint her we're having a good time i don't want to ruin the moment but to be honest with you it ruined everything after that like because then we were like arguing about it or like the night was ruined and she's like i wish you didn't do that i'm like damn i wish i didn't do that because now you're upset but I mean, we're, we're strong people. So we talk about it. We've been like, all right, babe, moving on. Not never again. We won't do that. Whatever. But be very open, like be open to situations, man. Don't go in there with any, if you go into anything with expectations, you're going to be disappointed, even if it happens, because it's not going to happen like you anticipated in your head. It just never, it just never does. The only expectation I ever have when I go into an event, I have two expectations. One is that I'm going to get good dick from my man. I, well, I'm not going to get dick. I'm going to get good pussy, but I agree with that. That's, um, and that's a good expectation. Yeah. That's my, what, that's my biggest expectation because yep. I know that he's going to, he's on his Viagra or his, you know, uh, shameless care. What is it? The Sedonafil or whatever. Solendafil. And he's, you know, hyped up and, and our sexual, you know, drive is up so like i know that i'm gonna get really good dick from him um and then i know that we're gonna have fun and i know that we're gonna make new friends i think those are two good expectations i expect to have a good time and meet new people and meet old people too and i guess the ex expectation is that i'm gonna get so fucking horned up i'm gonna take it out on at least my life at least but like and i, I mean i think that it you always should take it out on not take it out but like you know you always should I take it out on her, but she's good. <laughs> but that's what she wants. She wants me to come back and reclaim her ass. And that's, that's our thing. She wants me to, and then we talk about it. Like we're doing it. It's like fucking, it's kind of weird, but funny at the same time. It's not weird at all. It, no, that's it's what weird. We do. It's hot and weird. It's like, people would be like, you talk about like the other dude's dick to her. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We, that's what we, I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I make him tell me, uh, you know, people <laughs> probably think it's weird. Okay. But like I make, I'm like, ooh, was how was our pussy? Like, tell me, ooh, like, you know. And I just think, you know, as long as you go into this lifestyle and that, and it could, it's the same way for like going out on dates with couples and stuff. You know, like what you guys did. You know, you had been talking to this couple for months now. You know, and you drove. I mean, five hours. You know, which in the scheme of things isn't really that long. No, it's not bad. It wasn't, it wasn't awful. I mean, it it's went by bad. really quick. We listened to music. We fucking chat. We, the fun part about the five hour ride there when you with the, when you with your other person is the fucking shit you talk about on the way there. Yeah. It's fucking. If anyone else was in the car, you'd be like, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you too? <laughs> but like, you, you're like dirty talking about shit that hasn't even happened yet. And then she's like, well, what are we going to do this night? And then she's like, I, and then we're talking. So Maria's discovering her uh, bisexual side more now so like she's like i want to do this with the strap on and i want to do this and i'm like okay babe you do you do whatever you, you do whatever you want to do i'll just fucking cheer you on as you could see from some of the pictures that i sent you of yeah that. but like you you didn't go in there 
you know, I mean, if you would, if you had showed up at their house and they were like, nothing had happened, you still, I feel like would be happy because a, you got to fuck your wife really well. And B like you made friends, like you're developing more of a connection with. So here's a funny, here's a perfect example of that. You're right. We had, we all had that conversation together because before like Friday night, when we got back from the club and we were doing whatever we were doing, um, Maria was kind of like not in the mood to full swap. So she was like, Hey, why don't we do some like soft swap shit tonight? Like have some fun, like get to know, like get a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. They're like, if you guys just wanted to come back and hang out and watch TV, that would have been cool too. Like, we don't care. Like we're just, we're just glad you guys came to visit us. So like we right. were all on the same page. And then once you like, once you hear that, it like turned you on a little bit more. Cause it was like, there's no expectation on both sides. And then we did whatever we did and we all fucking went to bed. And then we woke up the next day and got breakfast and did all whatever, did like and hung out like normal people. So yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah. So on that note, Joe, do you have any more advice for you know evolving how you swing for anybody listening? No, the only thing that should never evolve or change is consent, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, no. I mean, like I said, go with the vibe. We're a vibe. We're a vibe type of couple. So, I mean, most people are when you get in here. I think, and I think now, I think swinging in general. You know, if if you look back, because like we're close to the same age. You know, we're in our thirties, and most of the couples that we hang around are thirties, maybe early forties. Um, so we are all generationally come from the same background. You know, um, I think that older generation of swingers is they're more about the sexual aspect of it. And just like, Oh, it's all one big orgy sex party, key party. Right. And then you have like the younger swingers who are like younger than us. And they're like, man, there's no labels on what I do, man. Like it's just chill. Yeah, like you're so right. They're like, yeah, we've been, we've been dating three months with swingers. I'm like, what? No, you're not. Yeah, dude. Well, like we're like swally, like, we're like, you know, we're like polyamorous or whatever, yeah. but like, no, I'm kidding. I'm not making fun of Jesse. No, you are hundred percent not kidding though. That's literally what I have to worry about. I may okay. The only reason why I'm making fun of Gen Z is because all like the little girls at work make fun of me. And well, you're an old lady to them. At to 30- them, I'm grandma, and yeah. they'll be like, they'll be like, oh man, slay, like, oh no cap. That's cap. No, no cap. That's like, cap, Kylie. My fucking daughter's 20. She does the same shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying to me? Well, there's no cap on what? The bottle of water? I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, generationally, I think that it's kind of evolving. And we're kind of right there in the middle, right? Like, we hate labels, so but we like to go with the flow, you know, and the no expectation part of it. But, like, also, we are here for the connections with people. And we are here for the friendships. And we, you know, we... So, I think... It's just funny to look at kind of the evolution of of where swinging's going, you know. Um, and and I think that generation one day is going to take over, just as though we're taking over. Hopefully, we can educate them not to be as stupid as they are right now, <laughs> and maybe get a little bit more smarter and educated, like, and not sound so dumb. They can't help it. That's like their their language. Like that's bussin'. Mm. <laughs> Dude, my li- my twelve year old says that. This food over at the food table over here, you know, at the swinger club is bussing. Mm. It slaps. It slaps, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. I can't even say it with a straight face. Like when they talk to me, I'm just laughing. But <laughs> I mean, I guess the evolution isn't going in a good direction if uh, they're going to be like, dude, that girl's pussy slaps. 
Dude, Joe, you're so cringe. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Shout out to all the Gen Zers listening to this right now. If you're under yeah. the age of 25 and listening to this, like. Stop being an idiot. <laughs> Talk fucking normal. Be educated. It's sexy. But yeah, so I think I think we have this is yeah. good conversation. Uh, we have a lot more, you know, we'll see how things go in the next couple of years and how swinging evolves and. Don't forget to follow us all on all our little platforms. Yeah, uh, guys, Joe is trying to become an influencer on the Swinger Society. So we're trying to bump those numbers up. I'm going to throw in all of his links and all of his social medias um, and just give give him a follow so we can do that for him. I think he would make a really good influencer because he gives a shit. It's not just for... I'm just, I'm not all looks and face. I give a shit. Right. Not just a handsome face. Which you guys can't see Joe right now. So you have no so that all the better reason to find out what he yeah. looks like. Follow him. Yep. Check out my link tree and Kylie's bio on this thing. I'm sure she'll post it. And uh don't feel free to like reach out. Like we're not shy. We talk. We I answer DMs uh, unless you like say some weird shit and then I block you. But uh other than that, like I'll answer questions, I'll answer DMs, I'll talk to you guys about anything. I'm I'm open book. So Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, Joe. Thanks for this awesome conversation. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye.